بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم we were speaking about the importance of surah falak and surah nas inshallah today we will try to complete this discussion although it's quite a lengthy discussion but we'll try to summarize the important points as we mentioned yesterday it was in the 7th year of hijrah in the month of muharram that the jews had approached a person by the name of Labid ibn al-Asam and they paid him to cast a spell on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They paid him three dinars, three gold coins. And then this is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Anbiya alayhi go to the greatest amount of tests. So the result of this was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam began to feel sick and weak. Some narrations mentioned, فَكَانَ يَذُوبُ وَلَا يَدْرِي مَا وَجَعُهُ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was getting weaker and weaker and he did not know what was wrong with him. And some narrations even mentioned that at times Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would doubt whether he did something or he did not do it. However, ulama explain that this never affected Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in terms of deen and wahi. The wahi and the revelation was completely protected. It was just some physical aspects that were affected. According to some reports, this remained for six months. And some reports mentioned it was 40 days. So the ulama reconciled that maybe it started off, but the last 40 days it was intensifying. One day while Rasulullah was by Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, Nabi sallallahu began making dua over and over again. And from this you understand the importance of repeating dua. You don't just make dua one, two times and expect something to start coming from the skies now. But over and over again, as whenever you get opportunities, whenever you get a time, carry on repeating the duas that you require. And then Rasulullah fell off to sleep. And here two angels come, Hazrat Jibreel and Mikhail. One sits by the head, the other sits by the feet. And they're speaking. What's wrong with this person? One angel asks the other, and the other replies, Matboob, that there's sihr that has been carried out on him. Who is the person that had carried this out? So he informed him, Labid ibn al-Asam. Where is this? It is in the well of Zi Arwan. And some narrations have it, the short form, the well of Darwan. Now this well is present, it was, in that time it was situated where the court is now in Medina Munawara. And what is the sihr in? So it is in the spate of a male date palm and with some part of the comb and the hair that fell off from the comb. So these people, there was a Jewish youngster that would sometimes come and make khidmat for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they had somehow the other bribed him to bring some strands of the hair of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And all this was placed under a rock at the bottom of the well. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam woke up and he informed Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha 
that now in the dream I was informed of the details of this. And he goes with a group of Sahaba, and then they go and pull all these things out. Hazrat Ammar and other Sahaba were sent down. And this is what they found. There was also a gut that had, you know, 11 knots on it, a piece of gut with 11 knots. Also, there was like a shape of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made from wax. And in that shape of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there were 11 needles that were poked inside. Now when this thing came out, now what to do with it? So that was when Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salam had brought the Surah Falak and Surah Nas. And as Rasulullah sallallahu began reading these surahs, because there's 11 ayats in total in Falak and Nas, so he read one ayat, then one not opened. The second ayat, the second not opened. Like that, 11 ayats, 11 knots opened. Then they began pulling the needles out. Rasulullah sallallahu was feeling pain when they were doing it. But after all this was destroyed, then the narration mentions, it's as though Rasulullah sallallahu was released from shackles, as though he was tied up in shackles before that, and now by removing all this, he was released and freed from those shackles. So very quickly, however, some Sahaba told Rasulullah why don't you expose this man? But Nabi Sallallahu said, Allah Ta'ala gave me afiyat. Rasulullah did not retaliate in any way. He did not harm the person. In fact, he did not even approach him to tell him that this is what you did or whatever. Nabi Sallallahu said, Allah Ta'ala had cured me and I don't wish to cause any trouble or any harm to anyone. So very quickly to go through the meaning of this, the translation of these two surahs, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ Allah Ta'ala is instructing, say, as though Allah Ta'ala is telling you, turn your attention away now from your problem, your worry, your anxiety. Turn your attention to Allah. Who's going to sort the problem out? But you thinking nothing is going to happen. By you worrying, by you stressing, nothing is going to happen. But by you asking Allah, now you know you're reaching somewhere. You can do nothing, and your thought can do nothing, but Allah can make the change. So say, I seek protection with the Lord of the daybreak and the dawn. Now Allah Ta'ala is the Lord of everything. But why the daybreak? You see the night, there's darkness. And then in the morning, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala brings the light of the day and that repels the darkness. So as though you're saying that Allah who repels the darkness of the night, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now can solve my problem in my life. That Allah can repel the darkness from my heart. That Allah can repel the darkness of the situation that I'm experiencing. So, أعوذ برب, قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق from the evil of whatever he created. So ulama explained this is very, very comprehensive. All forms of evil come here. Whether it is hijackings, robberies, natural catastrophes, floods, tsunamis, hurricanes, everything. Because everything is the creation of Allah. مِن شَرِّ مَا خَلَقُ وَمِن شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا And from the evil of the dark night when it penetrates. A lot of things happen in the night. A lot of planning, a lot of conspiracies. A lot of people don't like the night. People will tell you, you know, we dread the night. We wait for the morning to come. So from the evil of the dark night, when it penetrates and it becomes dark, and ulama explain under this, 
that every dark situation that overcomes a person, the darkness in the heart, you know, sometimes despondency, a person starts worrying, anxiety, this is darkness that overcomes the heart. So you're asking Allah for protection against that darkness. And I seek your protection or the protection of Allah from the evil of the women who blow on the knots. Some translate this as women, some translate it as the souls who blow on the knots. So souls, and it's very, very general, whether it's a human, whether it's a jinn, someone conspiring behind you, they're blowing on knots, they're trying to do something against you. You're asking Allah for protection against that. And if you take it in the meaning of woman, then some say that this David ibn al-Asam, he did not do this himself. Rather, he got his daughters to do it. That is why seeking protection from the women who blow on the knots. وَمِن شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا And I seek protection from the evil of the envier when he envies. Unfortunately, we're living in a time now when many people are not happy for you. People are not happy to see you progress. People are not see, happy to see you excel. So this hasad is a very bad sin. It's actually the first sin to be perpetrated in the sky and the first sin to be perpetrated on the earth. When Qabil killed his brother Habil, it was because of hasad. Shaitan also was because of hasad. He was not prepared to make sajda for Hazrat Adam salam. So you seek protection from the evil of the envier when he envies. So this is Surah Falak. And then Surah Nas say, I seek protection with the Lord of mankind, the King of mankind, the deity of mankind, from the evil of the whisperer who retreats, min sharril waswasil khannas, that is shaitan. He's whispering in your heart, he's whispering in your mind, putting all sorts of thoughts, creating discord and division between people, trying to break up marriages, trying to create misery in homes. Shaitan is there working hard. You don't even realize he's putting those thoughts in your mind. But then he retreats. When he retreats, when you make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why the Sufis, they paid so much of attention towards zikr, taught people zikr, more zikr, the stronger the fort, the stronger the protection. The zikr becomes weak, the fort becomes weak, the protection becomes weak, the enemy attacks you, shaitan. So, min sharril waswasil khannas, from the evil of the whisperer who retreats, alladhi yuwaswisu fi sudurin nas, who whispers in the hearts of people from the jinnat and from mankind. So one is jinnat, they whisper. Mankind, some say this refers to your nafs. Your nafs is always putting thoughts. Then mankind, the kuffar, the enemies of Islam, they have got ways of passing across very subtle messages, subliminary messages, whether it's through the education system, the entertainment system, the media, they use all these things to pass across subliminary messages, put doubts in your mind. Allah protect, but those doubts could one day result in you losing your iman. And that is how people are losing the iman. That is how people are going through atheism. Now all of a sudden, person coming from a good home, he says, now I become an atheist. You're hearing the stories all the time. Every day you're hearing different stories of this nature. This is those subtle messages and doubts that human beings are putting within the hearts that ultimately is a cause of a person losing his iman. So respected friends, these two surahs, we went through the translation very briefly. Let us read them with concentration, conviction. Remember, conviction. Don't, even, don't ever read something with the intention of trying it out. 
There's no need for you to try anything out which is already endorsed by Rasulullah and by Allah. It's definitely got benefit. Whether you see the benefit, feel it, or you don't feel it, read these surahs. Read them in the morning, as we mentioned, three times Surah Ikhlas, three times Surah Falak, three times Surah Nas. Read them after Maghrib, read them before sleeping, read them after every Salah, one time, three times. Read them in any difficult condition, any distressful situation, even if you need to make a dua. Read these three Surahs and then make the dua, inshallah, to the barakat of these three Surahs, Allah will accept your dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.